Hey, Dem fans. We're back, baby. It's been a while. Uh, no cold open today. We're just going to get dive right into it. This episode's called The Return. We're going to talk about uh, me coming back, why I was gone, and we're going to talk about what, uh, everything that we missed in the month of May. And I know, we really like the cold, cold opens, but uh, no cold open today because, one, we have guest Moser here, and we all know he sucks at cold opens. Right, Moser? Yeah. I, I don't hide it. <laughs> all right. You want to say the transition, though? No. All right, I'll say it then. Cue the music, baby. Hey, it's been a while. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Cushions Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. Moser, hello, it's been a while. It has been a while. Actually, it's been like three weeks since I've seen you, but it's been like six weeks since I've been on the sh- Like, we've had an actual episode of an actual show. Well, and I think it's been like, what, three months for you since I've had you on? Three, four months? Pretty close. Three, maybe two. February? No, Shazam. Shazam yeah. was the last time. And that was... Uh, Early. No, no, no. D&D was the last time. Oh, yeah. D&D. I forgot you were so on that So that episode. was probably two months ago? Yeah. Uh, like seven weeks, if, I, if my math is correct. You'd know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, let, uh, so I kind of just want to get into why I haven't been around, why Don't Evolve Me took a all of a sudden mid-season break. And I'll be honest, I'm actually kind of happy where we took the break because like, the birthday episode was the last episode, and that was a f- that's a that's pretty an epic mid season finale. This is a pretty big episode; it's like two hours long. I had like three of like my biggest guests. I, you were there afterwards. Yeah, I've had like and three other guests were trying to make it, but couldn't make it in the morning. Like it was like an epic fi- like finale of a finales. <laughs> so I'm I'm happy where we were having to take a break, but I wasn't planning on taking a break. I had like three or four episodes planned and scheduled throughout the month of May that I had to miss. And I'm actually really, really upset that I missed it. Uh, we were going to have Schumer on uh, for his first regular episode. Uh, we were going to talk about video game uh, movies and TV shows. Nice. Because we covered The Last of Us, mm-hmm. which I just, I, I started rewatching it. Yeah. Uh, we watched the first episode and I forget how epic that show is. Yeah. It's. Wait, have you, have you finished it finally? Nope. I've only watched the first episode. <laughs> yep. It's such an epic first episode. Like I watched it and I was like, I was like in tune with it. And I'm like, I've watched this like two or three times already. This is the first time I watched it in months. And, and I'm like, I played the games like three or four times. I think four times I played it through and I watched it. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> anyway, we're kind of getting out of the point here of why I've been gone. Yeah. So I told you the story cause you visited me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got pretty sick. Actually, no, that's where I was. We were, we were going through all the episodes I had planned. So yep. I had that plan. Uh, going through video game shows, which I still want to do with uh, Mr. Schumer. So there's that's an episode I have planned. I have an episode planned with Tom, which might be later this summer. Uh, we're going to do a video game, video game nostalgia series. Okay. Uh, that's a series I started. We have one in the book so far. With uh, God of War. That was the first one. Nice. Um, check that episode out with Mr. Brandon Klein. We go through God of War, the entire Grease series. Because I haven't finished the first God of War 
um, Norse. The game. Norse gods? Yeah. I, I played 90% of the game. Then I moved back to Minnesota, and I gave it back to my neighbor. I bought the game, and I never touched it since. <laughs> Actually, I have touched it. I put it in the system, and then my baby, my uh, Maven, she has this thing where she likes to turn on the PlayStation, and then she'll look up and just smile because she turns on, like, she the TV will switch to it. And yeah. So, like, she'll also pop out the disc. So one day I walked up, and, like, I seen that she turned it on the thing, and then the disc popped out, and she grabbed it. And I was like... Yep, nope, that thing's going to go back in its case. So right now it's in the case right next to it. It's still haven't played it. I'm going to have to play it. Because I have a lot more time now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so I had that episode planned. I had the Nostalgia series with Tom. We're going to do N64 as a whole. I think that's that's one I was really looking forward to. Um, I got to get like, an emulator or put up the, connect the Nintendo 64 and play some games because... Oh, definitely. Yeah, I got prepped for that one. But that's going to be later this summer. I had an episode planned with Brandon Klein. He tasked me to watch three different anime series. I watched one of them. Um, you might know these ones. Spy Times Family. I have not watched it, but I've heard that's actually really good. It is. It's like one of the most watched animes. Yeah. Because some animes, even though they're good, don't get dubbed to English yeah. oh yeah but this one was I was gonna say this one was and normally that means that it's actually very popular enough that they dubbed it too it's it's good series it's like an anime um, sitcom almost yep the only thing like I I think I didn't like about it is there's so many like it's not like filler episodes but it is kind of like filler episodes they do have filler episodes and the one thing i like about like anime sometimes like i like when they just get into the story and they just dive into it because some of those stories are very very epic oh definitely and i was like really i'm really into because the i don't want to dive too deep because like the episode i had planned with them was to talk about that show and that's the one i watch uh there's two other ones chainsaw man is one of them and i hear that one's actually uh pretty much the opposite of swat times family but it's one of the more popular shows it's from what I've heard is it's pretty gruesome. Oh, I mean, it's but it's, true. but then again, you know, anime is not really cartoons. It's really anime because it's more for adults. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the other one is. I kind of like pause. I got like a call and three messages. <laughs> like I hate when people do. Um, especially especially my wife. She always like messages me and like I I don't look at my phone during this. <laughs> All right, hold on. I got to figure out. I'm pulling up his messages, Brandon Klein's messages, because he's the one who tasked me with this. Because we have an episode where we're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Chainsaw Man. Um, Spy Family. Spy Times Family. And I forget the other one's name. Oh, Devil Man Crybaby. I haven't even heard of that one. No idea. So that was the one. So we had an episode where um, he tasked me with it, and then we were going to actually, he wants to set up his own page where we do like live watches together mm-hmm. and react while watching it together, which I think would be really, really cool. I only watched one of them, so we're open to that. And then the very last one, I we still planned on hanging out, but I was actually way too sick to do it. This is when I was out of the hospital, and we'll get yeah. into why I was in the hospital. But I was out of the hospital, but I actually um, 
was just way too sick. Like I had like a minor setback, and mm-hmm. so um, my friend was gonna come back. You know, you know Isaac. Yep. He was gonna come back from the cities uh, to, and he doesn't come back this way often. And I was like, I I want to, I just can't. Like I need to stay home. Like I barely get, can get out of bed. Yeah. But uh, the the episode we had planned was another video game nostalgia series. But this is like the one I was hyped up for. I planned this like seven weeks prior. Yeah. This was the Pokemon. Oh. Pokemon dude. Yellow, Pokemon Red and Blue, Pokemon um, Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Nice. We're going for the first two generations. We're going to dive right into it. So I did not plan on taking a mid-season break. I had four episodes that I was very excited for, especially the Pokemon one. And I was very like upset that I had to do it. But like once... Once um, everything started happening, like I lost my motivation to do pretty much everything. So getting into it, um, I just started a new job. I was four days in, and I kind of got sick. And when I started my job, one, I have no immune system. For those who haven't like listened to some of my um, pod episodes in the past, I have Crohn's disease on top of like other things like ADHD, scoliosis. I'm forgetting one other thing. I am like. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> Happy well, 30th uh, birthday to me. Everything, my body went to shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's been a little entertaining of the, the body stuff. Not any of the sickness. The complaints about your knees and oh, stuff sorry. like that. I was going to say, edit. I'm glad that you're entertained while I'm in fucking pain, man. <laughs> like, I'm here for your entertainment, I guess. <laughs> Like, no wonder you visit me in the hospital. Like, you're. <laughs> I was expecting like a 15 minute visit. This guy stayed for an hour. Now I know why. Hey, she hey, brought some popcorn. For... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you would have laughed your ass off if I had popcorn. <laughs> I, I think you, I... you, you would have been like, hey, hey, that's my move. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> well, I wasn't. Here's the thing: I'm not even allowed to eat popcorn anymore. <laughs> That's like the ironic thing, or I wasn't allowed to. Um, we'll get into it. So, I have Crohn's disease, and I have to take medicine for it. One Crohn's, you're already like acceptable or susceptible to getting ill or sick. For those who don't know what Crohn's disease is, my immune system attacks my digestive system. So I deal with a lot of inflammation, which means I deal with a lot of. Um, things going wrong i deal with a lot of side symptoms i had an abscess on my butt that was the worst thing ever had to get surgery for it it is a pain in the ass fucking literally it's a pain in the ass had to deal with it for like it took like four to five months to fully heal um and i have like a little bit chunk out of it and it's weird (laughs) it feels like sliced ham when i like had to wipe Um, what else? Uh, I have to deal with GERD symptoms. There was one point where like my uh, acid reflux was so bad, like I couldn't drink water or eat without like being in pain. Um, I deal with fistulas, which means like d- d- um, different tr- like my digestive system makes different tracks. Um, but the biggest thing is uh, that this time is I abscesses. They uh, they may attract different abscesses. They affect different parts of your body. Um, I had my gallbladder removed last year. They believe that was Crohn's that caused my gallbladder to act up because at one point I was in pain and they did a scan of it. It was completely clean. 
and uh, they weren't going to do emergencies. They weren't going to do any emergency surgery on it. But I was in pain for like three weeks, and I was like, "Can you like this is what it is? I have all these other tests, but they're like it's clean." I'm like, "Yeah." So anyway, I have Crohn's. Um, susceptible to. I also take medicine, which means that like it, the the way like the medicine I take, Remicade, um, I get it infused into my bloodstream, and what it does is it lowers my immune system. So that my body stops attacking itself, meaning that if anyone's sick, I get I basically in like a, at least fifty percent chance of getting sick as well. So I started this job. I started working in a school district as a behavior person in the school, and my the, my peers that I worked with they were all sick with something. So that fourth day, um, it was a Thursday. I started on a Monday. I started just feeling ill, but I was like, I want to work through it. Um, I'm not going to take off because I've been taking off work so many times in the past three years. Working with kids with no immune system is a horrible idea, and I keep trying to do it, but it is my field. It's what I do. And the fifth day, I woke up with 102.4 fever, and I had no energy. I wasn't getting out of bed. And I wasn't, I didn't get out of bed that entire day. I slept through that entire day. Like I was it, like a freaking truck hit me. Next day, it felt a little bit better. Well, I was able to watch Spy Times Family. I was able to watch uh, Succession. I think. I think I just watched Spy Times Family. I started. I started like I'm like all right. I'm gonna work on the po-. like since I'm out. <laughs> I have things to watch. I'm gonna watch it. So I started watching it. Um, the next day, that Sunday, started feeling better. Um, my fever broke. Started feeling better. Still wasn't like 100, percent but started feeling better. That Monday, that Monday morning. I woke up with chills and I had my fever came back and I actually got to the point where I actually had a panic attack because like I was worried about my job. I was worried about my health to the point where like I never had a panic attack actually take physical manifestations, but I was uncontrollably shivering for about a good hour or so. And that sucked because I was like shivering to the point where my body was in pain. Like, my ab muscles were just, like, sore afterwards because I was uh-huh. shaking the entire time. And I realized every time I stopped thinking about, like, what am I going to say to my new job? What am I going to say to uh, how, like, my health? Like, as soon as, I, like my, as soon as my brain turned off, I was fine. But trying to tell yourself, a person who overthinks, especially ADHD person with two, uh, we were talking about this before we started the pod, we have two different voices trying to like turn that off when you're already like in a very heightened anxiety state is impossible. So it, it was like an hour, but like about 30 minutes into it, I realized it was a panic attack. Cause I, I didn't know if I was like, just if it was just the fact that I was had chills and it was just like an extreme version of chills. I didn't know if I was having a seizure. Like I didn't know what was going on. Cause like I'd never experienced it, but like, it stopped when I stopped thinking. Like as soon as my brain turned off for like a second, it stopped. Mm-hmm. So I ended up taking like that. Um, Sapphire, she has she deals with anxiety, so she gave me something that helps with panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And I was able to like once that kicked in, then it like my brain turned off and I was able to be fine. But I woke up that morning with a hundred and two point six temp, and I slept through the entire day. Um, next day I woke up, I, or actually I slept through the entire day until I called my nurse like at three and like, you need to go to urgent care. 
like you sound like you haven't been taking liquids go there um went into our local urgent care they gave you IV. Uh, made sure I was hydrated and they said I had a bacterial infection and so I was taking um, antibiotics for it orally and they said if this doesn't work in five days go to the hospital alright next day same thing 102.4 temp was sleeping through it um, called my nurse or my nurse called me and she's like hey we want you to take a CT scan to make sure this isn't Crohn's related we want to make sure that it is not a Crohn's related issue. Try to get a CT scan. They couldn't get it until like four o'clock, which is like when they close. Um, mm-hmm. Get the CT scan. And at this point, like I had to get like rides because I couldn't drive. Like I was right. so sick, I couldn't drive. Get a CT scan. Within 15 minutes, um, it was like read and posted on my chart. Read it. First thing, uh, I, I like read it, bunch of medical jumble. Didn't really understand it, but like during the conclusions, you have a faint idea first thing I said mass on liver and I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) like I was expecting like Crohn's I was expecting like my small intestine to be inflamed and they were just like mass on liver I'm like possible abscess I was like and the doctor's office is closed oof and I'm like what does that mean what I started I was freaking out a little bit I'm like what and then I uh, saw there was like another thing too. They're like, I missed this part of it, but they said possible. Um, God, I can't think of the word. It starts with a P. Basically, a hole in your intestine. Perforation. That's what it's called. Yep. Perforation. Which I had last year at this time. I was hospitalized at this time. Last year, I was in the hospital with a perforation, which healed on its own. You didn't need surgery for it. Um, so there are possible perforation, loss of fistula, a lot of inflammation, which is what I was expecting because that's just Crohn's for you. I was been dealing with um, complications a lot. Was in the hospital too. Like last time, I had to take a small break. That's where I was. Was in the hospital. Um. So next morning, Wednesday, that it was a got sick on a Friday. It is this Wednesday get a call at like eight o'clock right away in the morning as soon as their office is open get a call by the nurse and she explained everything she's like one you have an abscess on your liver you have things going on with your Crohn's you need to go to the hospital ASAP like you're not in good shape you need to go to the hospital so get admitted and I'm just gonna spoil it I've been I was there for 11 days turns out my I do I had an abscess on there um the next day they're trying to figure out how to get rid of it because they're 100% sure that's what was causing the fever. And at one point, I was at 103 degrees. Dang. Yeah. I like I felt like crap. Like, I was not myself. I just was miserable. You know, obviously, with the 103-degree temp for six-plus days, that makes sense. Um, and my dad was there. They are going to do... At one point, they were going to do... Um, they were just from the outside using a CT scan. They were going to poke the mask because, like, they found out with the CT scan that it was, like, right on my side. Like, the yeah. mask was, like, right there, and they were able to get it. And so my dad came. He's there to support me. Um, they wheel me down to the CT area, and the doctor, the CT, like, surgeon person with the help of my surgeon because he was, like, the guy I was trying to figure out. Really liked his name because his name is Dr. Krieger. Have you ever watched Archer? 
I have not. Okay, so there is a doctor, and so Archer is a spy show, and it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those like you have to watch it all the way through because like it's, the jokes just kind of like add up, so it becomes inside jokes. But it's freaking hilarious once you watch it all the way through. And one of the inside jokes slash jokes, Doctor Krieger is he's like this um, Nazi like like scientist who does experiments, mm-hmm. but he's always like not serious. He's always like joking. <laughs> he has a thing though with making cyborgs. <laughs> and I'm all, and like when I hear um, when his name or like his name is Doctor Krieger, and I was like, I'm gonna become a cyborg because <laughs> I'm like at this point I don't know if I would like object. <laughs> like if you could just replace my digestive system with like robot yeah. parts, I might be okay with that. <laughs> like if you can just take away my Crohn's problem, like I, and just replace it with metal parts, I might be okay with that. Anyway. Great guy, great guy, uh, great surgeon. So I go down to the CT scan, and like, it took forever. To, like when I was down there, like what's going on? And we can see the doctor like going back and forth and looking at the scans, and the nurse comes out and is like, "Yeah, we're not going to do it." The doctor doesn't feel like he can do it. Um, he basically what explained to me was, it seems like if we poke the hole it's just gonna burst and you're gonna have more problems so maybe we'll be back to my room dr finger comes back he's like okay i agree with the doctor uh, they looked at the scans he just doesn't think he can do that and he's a really well renowned like uh doctor in this field if he says he can't do it safely he's not an option like i trust him completely i'm like all right i i agree with you guys i don't want like that to happen Right. So he basically talked about how if they had to go into it and he had to put a drain in physically, as in they have to cut me open and put the drain in physically. And he's like, we're going to try to do it today, if not now, as soon as possible. And so my first surgery, the first like um, operation that they're going to do was at two. My emergency surgery ended up happening at like three to four. So like like a half hour later they're like oh yeah yep, we're ready now we're taking you in now because the guy like literally put it as emergency surgery and like the next open slot I got in which again I had a hundred three degree temp right like I was not good so I ended up having surgery they put in two drains I had to have those drains in for about a week and a half and basically what they do is they put they drain it and they put the little drains in and I had drains hooking onto my skin on the inside and they look like little grenades i don't know if yep they were there yep Yep. you saw them okay because i didn't get the drains out the day i left it's such a weird feeling when they pull them out it's so weird (laughs) all of it's weird like when you like when you have physical like you can feel the things leaving your body is weird um so that's that was the first surgery that was surgery number one i had two surgeries um that surgery wasn't too bad. Woke up, was in pain. And for that whole weekend, I had to, like, learn how to walk again, essentially. Because mm-hmm. my body was weak. I worked on walking. But by, like, the second day, I was able to walk a pretty good lap. I was, I, I was feeling good. And I was just, I'm just ready for this next surgery. Which, basically, with me having so many, like, Crohn's complications, they basically said, like, we, we don't think basically you're going to keep coming back here until we take care of this 
Right. And they don't, with Crohn's, they want surgery's last option. When they remove balls from you, it's the last option they want to do. Because what happens is, even though, like, in my case, I might be good for years. I might be good for decades. But what ends up happening is, because they took all, all the balls, they took out all the inflammation where basically all the balls where my inflammation was, which is the small intestine, which is the worst and best place to have it. Worse because it's unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. And it causes so many complications, but it's the best because if you take that out, it's such a small part. So you're not taking that much balls out. I think they took, I might be wrong here, but I think from what I remember, they tell me six centimeters, which isn't a whole lot. No. So I think that was the amount. I, I could be wrong. It might be more. I don't remember. They tell me this information when I'm on painkillers. <laughs> also, ADHD on top of like 70 other bits of information. <laughs> so anyway, they took out. It's just a small amount. But the thing is that happens is like I don't have any inflammation. Like, I think I still have a little bit of inflammation left. But that is just to make me recover from surgery. But... They took out all the parts of inflammation. I don't have inflammation in my large intestine, and I don't have any inflammation above that in the system. But when what ends up happening is when they replace that part, where the surgery was, that's where the inflammation comes back. And usually when they do surgery, they have to keep doing surgery over and over and over again. So that's why they don't want to do surgery. But at this point in time, they're like, we have to do surgery again. And I was all for it. I'm like, I I want, like, I'm sick of going back to the hospital. I'm sick of losing my job. I'm sick of, like, constantly being sick and worrying about what to eat and all of that. I'm like, I kind of just want a clean bill of health at this point, get on remission, get my drug levels as much as where I need to be, because that was a problem with insurance. Like, they weren't covering, like, what I needed. They were right. just... They're making bullshit arguments like, oh, he doesn't need that much. Like, obviously I do. I'm like, I've been in the hospital four times in one year. Obviously I need something more. And this is the best drug like that I have. So I need more of the best drug for this. Unless there's another miracle drug. But there isn't. Um, so I waited for the surgery. And this surgery, I got my first surgery on a Thursday. Went in on a Wednesday, got on Thursday. My surgery wasn't happening until Tuesday. Which I was upset because I wanted it to be on the Monday. I didn't want to wait any longer. Right. And my whole, like, everyone was, like, pumped up for the surgery. My dad kind of, like, wrote, like, basically the way he said is, like, hey, this is your last little, this is your last little obstacle. You get over this and you're home free. Doctor even like was saying the surgery should be simple. You'll recover in a few days, and you'll be ready to go home, which he wasn't too far off. Right. But there was a little complication with the surgery. One, my intestines was stuck to my liver that they just operated on. Oof. So they had to cut me open a little bit more than they had did. And when I woke up, I was in a lot of fucking pain. Like, 10 out of 10, it was horrible. I was, like, basically telling, like, screaming for painkillers at this point. I'm like, give me more painkillers. And what sucked was, like, they can't, they don't give you um, more than one tablet of oxycodone. Because mm. they want to see how you'd handle it with one. Which I think is stupid. Because it's like, dude, I just got, like, my stomach ripped open. Like, 
give me it, like you should give me the max right away because this is when I, like I'm at my worst. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I they I was in pain. Uh, I get sent up to my room like 30 minutes later, and the nurse who's kind of like took over was like who was like my nurse until because I got back to my room around six ish. And they change over for an hour. But, like, she, like, this person, like, took over, took over. Like, I had, like, five different nurses and doctors in my room trying to, like, transfer me to my bed full of pain. And this person just, like, took over. And I'm in pain, and I'm, like, barely there. But I'm, like, I notice her, like, just controlling the room. And I'm, like, I'm glad that she's here, like, basically, like, yelling at everybody to, like, hey, no, let's get him good. Let's get him like not having pain let's make sure we move them without pain like let's make sure this person is good and i think my parents and my wife were in shock because i don't think they were expecting me to be as miserable as i was yeah because i woke up with a tube down my throat an ng tube Uh it was through my nose down my throat and i think you came the day after so you didn't get to see it yep i was told that the drains that you did see were going to be gone they were still there. I, I woke up mad because I saw those drains were there. They were annoying. Yeah. They are annoying to fucking carry around every time I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, before this, I had to do um, colon- like a colonoscopy prep for it. Yeah. And I was mad because that's not fun. <laughs> so, I, like, every 30 minutes, I was going to the bathroom. And the thing is, the day before, my body was already doing it. <laughs> and I have, like, I didn't eat anything. Because, like, I had this really bad taste in my mouth, so I didn't, I haven't had any nutrients in my body to the point where, like, they were discussing to put, like, a feeding tube in me because, yeah. like, I just wasn't eating. I didn't eat for a full two weeks. So, anyway, um, it took, I was in, like, major pain for about a good two days. And you saw me that Saturday. Yep. Actually, no, 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 it was Tuesday. So, I was in pain for a good three days. Like, I was just miserable. Uh, I think, like, the day later, I my dad messaged me. He gave me this long, long message. Um, one of the things, I, I knew it was said, but I didn't really fully realize I missed it. My daughter said her first words, and I wasn't there. Aww. Yeah, and her first words were dada. And I had a video of it, and, like, I, like, woke up, and I was in the middle of, like, my oxy. Like, I needed mm-hmm. oxy, but I, like... The nurses weren't there yet so i was in the middle of like and here's the thing about oxy it's it is basically oral heroin mm-hmm. if you take one tablet it just kills your pain if you take two tablets it kills your pain it kind of gives you a slight like buzz, buzz high it's not like a buzz like drinking beer but it gives you a slight high on top of it alters your mood it makes you happy it's there's a reason why people are addicted to it because it just like alters your mood. It makes you happy. I, I knew this going into the hospital because like when I had my, essentially my butt surgery, mm-hmm. um, I was like miserable, but like I would take my oxy. I would take like the two tablets that would make me feel like not, not, I didn't take it to make me feel good, but I took it because like I was just in that much pain, but I remember taking it and then playing mass effect. Cause that game, <laughs> the remastered version came out and I was like, damn, I didn't like 20 minutes ago I was freaking miserable and depressed now I'm in like such a great mood and I'm just happy I'm playing Mass Effect and I don't have to do anything but play Mass Effect I'm like <laughs> this drug is dangerous <laughs> but I like it but it's dangerous I can tell why people are addicted to it mm-hmm. so like 
it's one of those things that alters your mood. So in the like I was in the middle of it and I knew like I was coming off the high and I was coming off the, you know, the happy drug. And I woke up and my dad had this long text message. Basically, he was just saying like, I know like I said, like we all um, hype this up as this is your last obstacle. I don't think anyone is expecting you to be in this much pain. And I'm sorry that you're in this. Um, I we hope that you can make it through it. Like that was his wording too. Yeah. Love my dad, but that was like the worst wording ever. <laughs> what do you mean you hope? Like and like my response to him was like, no, I'm fucking getting through this. Like I have to get through this. Like, like the hard part's over. The surgery's over. Like, it, like, like the most dangerous part's over. This is probably the hardest part okay. because I'm awake for this recovery. Right. And I'm still recovering, by the way. This is um I'm coming up to my fourth week in recovery. It hasn't been a full three weeks yet, but I'm coming to the fourth week. I'm still recovering. By the way, I'm gonna need you to take my AC out of my um basement for me because I can't lift things yet. <laughs> and it's fucking hot in this house. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I'm at. Like I'm I'm feeling good. Um but anyway, like my dad had this long message and he basically just stating like he didn't expect me to be in this pain. And he, like, everyone, like, I can, I saw the looks of my parents, my parents' face. I saw the looks of my wife's face. Like, they were in shock how miserable I was and how I looked. Because none of them were expecting me to come out of that surgery looking the way I did. And then he was talking about, like, hey, you have to be strong for your daughter. She just said these words. And, like, I just bawled. Like, I was bawling for a good hour. And... I like broke down mentally because I'm like, I miss, like, I'm like, I'm missing all this. I'm missing. And that's like the hardest part is like when you're in the hospital for that long, when you're sick for that long. Cause I was sick for five days. I didn't talk to, I didn't see my kids. I was home. I was in my room, but I didn't see them because like I was just that miserable. Mm-hmm. And I was in the hospital for 11 days. And then I was recovering for another seven days where I basically just slept. And so I was just, yeah, I broke down. But things got better. Things got a little bit easier. Um, my biggest, I had the tube down my throat. Um, and my biggest motivation was food. Like, I was, I was starting to get hungry. <laughs> I, like, out on, on top of the fact that I just wanted a nice cold glass of water. Like, I keep seeing, like, bodies of water. And I'm like, I just want to freaking drink it. <laughs> I just want to dive in a nice cool ocean. Like, I want to go to a mountain spring, dive in, and just drink the water. <laughs> Cause I was so thirsty and they, like I ended up getting yelled at because like they gave me ice chips and I just like kept dousing ice chips <laughs> and they're like, do you know, we're recording how much your tube is getting sucked up and you're not even like, you're like, you're not even getting the ice chips because the, your tube just sucks it up. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like my mouth is dry. Just, I, I just, I, that's all I want. So my motivation was food. Um, and the whole thing, my, they wanted my stomach to wake up and they wanted my um, guts to make noise so like, mm-hmm. I started like going for walks like four times like walks four times a day and you went on a walk with me yep and it's the first couple of times I could only like I, my walk was walking to the chair in my room or walking to the bathroom mm-hmm. then it was walking to the counter then it was uh, walking to the vending machine and I touched the water because I'm like I this is my goal. I want some nice cold water. <laughs> Boom. I would slap it every fucking time. 
And you're right, by the way. We're at four, almost 40 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, to- I told you. I- <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, uh, you're just going to be talking about your uh, hospital trip the entire time, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I have it at 20 minutes. but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, that was that was the whole goal was to, that was my motivation was to eat food. And also I didn't want a feeding tube. Also, another thing that was really, really miserable after you have surgery, after you get like um, knocked out, mm-hmm. one of the one of the side effects is you can't control your urine. Uh huh. You can't pee. I remember getting the butt surgery, and they're like, "All right, if you can't pee, let us know." And it took me like four or five hours after getting home to actually when I was finally able to pee, and I wasn't able. My like my bladder was getting full, and they like. They have like this little um, ultrasound machine where a little like it feels weird because it feels all right. Um, <laughs> sorry for being gross about this, but it feels like cum on your stomach when they do the <laughs> little machine and they're, like, they're doing it. It just feels like you know, you just orgasm, you have cum all everywhere, and like you're playing with it. Like, that's what it felt like. It's so it was so it was like a really gross, weird feeling, <laughs> especially when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, getting gross. <laughs> but uh, like they kept checking my bladder, and I'm like you're full, like you gotta go. And like I tried, like I was like mentally like trying. I'm like go, go, go. And they had to send in. I ended up getting um, what is it called? I can't think of it. I'm blanking on the name. A catheter. Yep. So they didn't put a full catheter. They put a, it's called a straight line catheter, where it's a one time thing. Because I didn't want a full catheter. I'm like, this is going to happen. I'm going to pee at some point. And it's such... It's so... It's not like the worst thing in the world. It just feels so weird. It, Like, it's weird. It's somewhat painful. And it's just... It's not great. It was <laughs> not a great experience. Um, really nice dude. The urologist who did it. Really nice dude. But it was like some middle-aged man grabbing your dick <laughs> and just shoving it something in there, and it's just like it's just weird. And it was so weird. I ended up talking sports with them because <laughs> so I, I had the TV on. They were talking about the playoffs, and that was we'll get into like things I nerd out on during this whole month of May. And that was the NBA playoffs was something I watched every night. Um, and I asked if he was a basketball fan. He's like, I'm oh, not really. I'm more of a football fan. I'm like, oh, what's your favorite team? He's like, the Browns. I'm like, are you from Cleveland? No, South Dakota. I'm like, you chose the Browns of all the <laughs> the Browns. He's like, well, I didn't want to choose the Vikings. I'm like, the... man, you could have chosen any other team. <laughs> there are 32 options, and you literally picked number 32 ranked team, and we're like, that's ba- my team. Basically, I'm like, I would have respect you more if you picked the Lions. Yeah, I would have picked, I would expect you more if you picked the Texans, the Brown. Like, all right, whatever. Right. I'm like, to be <laughs> But I was talking to this guy during this because it's like such an awkward thing for me, and, and I don't know if it's awkward for him. I feel like if you're a urologist, you're just used to shoving things up people's dicks. <laughs> but I mean, I was relieved afterwards. But uh, yeah, like I'm happy that my bladder was like not full anymore. But God. Fucking damn, it's such a weird experience. That morning, I'm like, I better freaking pee. I better freaking pee. Went to the bathroom. It finally happened, and I yelled. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was cheering. I never don't think I've ever cheered while I was peeing, peeing before, but I cheered because I was just happy. With that. <laughs> I didn't have to deal with that experience anymore. 
Right. So um, eventually I got like that. Uh, I was able to get my stomach going. I wasn't able to like my I didn't pass gas or my balls were moving. But like um, they looked at the things that they, the, everything that sucked up with the NG tube. Um, and they looked at um, everything. And I'm like, okay, I can hear your stomach. Everything's going. And it seems like it's working. Um, actually, I got really good news that Friday. I got two good news that Friday. And it happened literally within minutes. So Michael Schumer, um, he came in. And he's like, hey, buddy. I got something for you. And he, and what's significant is that that's the day that Zelda came out. And he's mm-hmm. like, I got something for you. And he shoves... Zelda Tears of the Kingdom in my face and I was like it's a $70 game at this point not 60 it's 70 mm-hmm. and I'm like no fucking way are you kidding me and like the surgeon's in there like the surgeon who did the set my second operation who worked mm-hmm. with Dr. Krieger um, he was in there and I'm like no fucking way I'm like, I'm like dude thank you you made my weekend like that's this is what I'm gonna do this weekend <laughs> um, and then literally the next the next minute he walked out he's like I gotta go cause I'm on my lunch break but like here you go I hope like I hope you uh you you play while you're you're recovering. I'm like, man, right. I still am. It's a great game. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and then uh, the doctor is like, all right, should we get that tube out of you? I'm like, fuck yeah, get this tube out of you. Like, this is the greatest two minutes in the last I'm like in a while. <laughs> I got a seventy dollar game that I'm excited for, and I can eat now. <laughs> so I get the tube out of me. And I'm finally able to eat. Uh, and you come visit me that Saturday. My Wife finally brings the dog that I've been asking for. <laughs> so I got to see it, play it on the big screen, and we ended up playing for like an hour. Uh huh. And you get to see it. And then uh, that next day, um, I was able to get out. I actually, I kind of regret getting out that early. I wish I would have stayed a little bit longer. Yeah. I, one, at the time, wanted to get the fuck out of there. I wanted to see my kids, wanted to get out. I was going to say, you were like that on Saturday. Yeah, I wanted out. Um, which. You spend 11 days in the hospital. Uh-huh. Uh, no one blames you. But here's the thing. I wasn't ready pain-wise. Because I was still on uh, two tablets of oxycodone. Yeah. And when they sent me home, they only gave me 16 tablets. And they said, you got to do one. Uh-huh. I was not ready for that. Like, I was still in a lot of freaking pain. And so the first, like, two days, I my body was in such shock, I didn't leave my bed. Like, I stayed in my bed the entire time and slept most of the day. Yeah. I also took a gummy that was actually now illegal in Minnesota because it's uh. actually way too strong. <laughs> and that may, have, that may have been the reason why I slept all day. It is yeah. it is so strong. Because <laughs> one, um, like, because, like, marijuana is one of those things that, like, can help pain-wise and kind of mm-hmm. help with surgery. And that's what, like, with not taking oxy, I wanted something to help with that and right. in the past when i when they with the butt surgery they ended up like i had one full month being on oxy and like i was in a lot of pain then too but i couldn't take ibuprofen because mm-hmm. it's it affects your digestive system and tylenol is great for fevers and it does help with minimal pain it doesn't help with major pain it doesn't really do a whole lot right and so at the time, like I was really over in line on oxycodone and they kept refilling it, refilling it, refilling it. And they don't like giving you a whole lot because of like the drug addiction aspect of it. And also the fact that you can sell it for a lot of money mm-hmm. on the streets, which I never did. 
at this point I would not want to. I like having a little extra in case something major happens with my body. I like mm-hmm. having that uh, option that I have painkillers in case that happens because it's I never know what's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, learn that with the gallbladder. So what ended up happening was um, I ended up taking marijuana. Like this is when I started like becoming more of a heavier user because like basically that was the only thing that like not necessarily take the pain away but it just made everything easier mm-hmm. and so i tried doing that with gummies i'm like i can't like smoke kind of affects the digestive system like it's known to negatively affect it so and my lung capacity was shit then it still is kind of shit yeah and so i took a gummy and yeah it was like the, the my wife went in there and was like what's the strongest thing you have <laughs> this thing knocks you out for 30 hours I'm not kidding you <laughs> I believe it <laughs> it is alright Minnesota like they accidentally like, I don't know if you guys know the story about this they mm-hmm. accidentally um, legalized THC gummies mm-hmm. like none of the Republicans read the bill and they just signed off on it <laughs> <laughs> signed off and it actually became legal now marijuana is now legal or it is it was passed mm-hmm. um, it becomes legal august, next month august 1st or did you hear i was gonna say i heard that it's legal for purchase and to grow it july 1st Ooh, nice august 1st is when anyone that was criminalized for weed in Minnesota, mm-hmm. now get that release get released. If oh, that's okay. their only criminal of why they're in prison mm-hmm. is because of weed, and it's not above the legal limit yeah. of what they got caught with. Okay, then they will be exonerated for it August first. But okay. it becomes legal from what I heard July first for us. Nice. Okay. That it's like, what is it, 80 milligrams of gummies, two pounds of weed. (laughs) (laughs) You can grow four or five plants in your house. Yeah, all of it's great. (laughs) It is great. So, yeah, uh, that was probably like why the first couple days I was, I, I I stopped taking it. I took it like the next week. Same thing happened. I was just knocked out for a day or two. <laughs> like I slept for a long time, and I, like it, the more you just feel high for like the entire day, mm-hmm. which for a lot of people like it may sound great, but like I like it for like a few hours, and then like good. I, I mostly just do it at night, just to calm the ADHD brain down. But now sometimes it's to help with, uh, you know, just to cope with the pain. Mm-hmm. So the first week was awful because like my body just wasn't ready for that shock. Now I'm kind of getting a little bit strong every day, a little bit stronger, able to walk more, able to um, do more. And now I feel I feel probably the most normal now, and that's why I am now back to doing podcasts. Because I'll be honest, that whole month of May, just I was not ready for it. Like I just mentally was out of it. Once I was in the hospital, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not worrying about anything. My motivation and, like, will to do anything was just gone. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was gone. And the thing with, like, when you have ADHD is we talk about this. We don't have habits. We have routines. But the routines doesn't – you don't just automatically do it. You, we have to think about everything. 
and we have to like man it's like it's like um instead of like having like an automatic it's like a manual right we have to manually choose to do all our routines and the more we do it it's easier like a habit but like we have to manually think about it and the way like it's we're both we both have adhd so the way we are explained is people who are neurotypical they don't think about it they just do it which would be fucking great (laughs) but the thing with like uh this podcast which i'm so happy to go on i'm actually happy you didn't say cue the music during the intro because like once i said it it just felt great to say and i'm like i'm I'm happy i'm back because like now i can build this routine back up and now i can get into it because i was nervous to start this Mm -hmm. i really was and i didn't know i wouldn't say like my will was gone but like temporarily it wasn't there yeah and now it's back and now i like i want to do this i'm now planning things out Next week, I'm going to a 40K tournament. We're going to, me and Ernie are going to be interviewing people during the tournament. I know nothing about 40K, but they're <laughs> going to tell us all about it. And we're going to be talking about all the shit that's happening. So, that is why I was gone. I was not planning to do, like, the entire episode <laughs> on it. Um, I feel like most of you have barely talked at all. Pretty much, yeah. I've just been sitting here the whole entire time. You look very relaxed. <laughs> I am. All right, let's, all right, let's get <laughs> let's get into it. Um, I got like I put the news quickie clip at fourteen. Like I have to manually put the little like production sound thing. I don't. Hey, I can't even. I don't even think I can grab it. Oh wait, I can grab it. Okay, there it is. <laughs> like I have to like manually grab it. Let's just do the news quickie real quick, and we'll talk about what we're dirty on. Because I just want to make sure we get this in here. All right, there it is. It's time for a news quickie. Oh yeah, I miss that sound so much. <laughs> All right, news quickie. All right, some news. First thing, there was an IGN poll, and I I brought this up because you're our DC guy. Bring the guy put it for DC. Should James Gunn cancel the Snyderverse completely? And the alternative would be there is a multiverse, especially with this new Flash movie. What are your thoughts on that? If they literally used the Snyder verse of the lat, like his actual Justice League Snyder verse, I would love to see that, but make it more of like almost the dark, like in the comic, of making it more of the dark. So you'll have the dark playing, and then you can have your normal DC playing alongside it. Mm-hmm. That you can just literally have the Snyderverse be its own, and then if at any point they want to, like they're get both getting hype or yeah. whatever, they can cross them over. Okay. And literally just have a crisis, and you get the a, dark. Did you old... say a crisis? Yeah. Are you, are you, uh, is that purposeful? I, I guess, but I'm like, I know that's what's used. Infinite in DC. crisis. <laughs> you know, crisis is a huge word in the DZ comics. Right? Yep. Okay. Yes, so I do. Yes, I do. I'm just that's making why sure. I used it. Just, I just wasn't. I'm making for... sure that you're intentionally using it correctly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, crisis is like the main word of DC for <laughs> something like like going horribly wrong that literally they could. If they wanted to continue it and keep it going, they could just make a crisis happen where both universes cross over and help each other. That yeah. you'd get dark Batman versus just broody Batman. <laughs> I, 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 I like it. Here's, here's my thoughts on it. I think they could do that, but I think what they need to do for this universe, even though there's a multiverse, which I think in the future, like 10 years, 20 years from now, they can, I think they'd be really cool to get into it. But here's my thoughts. I think they have to completely wipe the site clean and recast everybody, other than those who are involved with James Gunn directly. My yeah. point and, and I think James Gunn is doing this for a reason. That's why they didn't keep Henry Cavill or Dwayne Johnson, which I think is actually a really good idea because as much as he looks like Black Adam, that guy can't act. He can't not be The, the rock. rock. Yeah. <laughs> he is always just The Rock. That whole movie, he was just like, I look cool. <laughs> which he did. He looked like a Black Adam. Like, he looked like Black but, Adam. But he was not Black Adam. He was literally The Rock. Yeah, Playing and Black, Black Adam. Adam is he's much more of a nuanced character. You need a good actor. Like you mm-hmm. need someone who can actually act. Um so I think it needs they need to wipe this like clean and I think if there's ever a crisis movie or a multiverse movie, I think that's when you bring in like the nightmare Snyderverse into it because I think that's where they were going with it is like the apocalypse. Right. Cool idea. And I if Snyder was able to like make that nightmare movie and it was in like the DC Elseworlds, which I think everything that's not canon is what James Gunn is doing, which is uh, Joker 2 is doing that. Yep. Batman 2, that's all in Elseworlds. I'd be for it. Um, the poll was like 75%. Get rid of it. Dang. Yeah, I know. I was expecting like more 60-40, but 75% right. I was like, damn. All right. Uh, this is never a news quickie, which <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's... <laughs> Want to do a quickie? It's never a quickie. <laughs> nope. Uh, Quickies are like half hour to 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically. Um, Mando season four. Mandalorian season four is coming. Uh, it's not confirmed, but one of the exit executive producers did confirm that it is written. It is coming. It's just not confirmed yet. Probably not going to confirm with the WA strike, which I do want to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, we got three more things. Luke Hobbs apparently is stand, is making a standalone Fast and the Furious movie. Or no, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to play Luke Hobbs in another standalone Fast and Furious movie. Did you watch Fast X? I have not watched it because are you how are you caught up? I I have watched to nine. Okay, so I, I realized I haven't watched to nine. I didn't watch nine. That's how like out of this universe I am. I, I watched eight. Nine <laughs> came out and I just never bothered to watch it. And I like always thought it was caught up until I realized nine was out. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, I didn't watch nine. What did I miss? Han's back. Okay. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yep. Yep. Han comes back. They and wreck, it's like, so they've wreck, they wrecked Han that crash so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that <laughs> he died in the crash. DK he, killed him. No wait, it was Jason Statham. No wait, he didn't actually die. die. He's protecting his this girl. The girl. Who is like the thing thereafter is they want this girl. And it's just like 
is there anything possible in this universe that like it is just a superhero universe at this point Vin Diesel literally took down a whole parking garage with his foot but the human power is family. <laughs> that is a superpower. As long as you have family, you can do it. You have human, superhuman ability to do whatever you want. And Dude, I cars wanna, defy gravity. I want to go in that writer's room because I feel like they're just playing Hot Wheels and there's just like three year old kids making the story. And it's a kid just and the one kid the car just... off the side and it got caught on like some kind of string and it's just like you want. It's physically possible. We're throwing that in the movie. I just feel like it's a little kid who's watched too much like sitcom family shows. <laughs> and he's like, we're a family. And just said it the entire time. <laughs> All right. We have two more things. And we can get off this news quickie that's no longer a quickie because it never is a quickie. <laughs> All right. Uh, Taika Waititi is still writing the Star Wars script. It's been three years. He's still working on it. It is coming. Is it though? Apparently is um, the Lucas Arts president. I forget her, I forget her like her actual name. Uh, she says it's coming. She says that Taika doesn't want anyone to work on it but him, and they want his. They basically want. They respect his artistic value, and they don't want to. They don't want to ruin the process because they want him to make his story. I'm actually still interested in it, even after Love and Thunder. But I'm also surprised it's taking this long because um, apparently Love and Thunder he didn't really he had a script, but then they just imp- improvised this entire time. So I'm like, wait, he actually writes scripts? I, that's a surprise to me. <laughs> and apparently, it took it's t- taking him three years. Uh, the struggle is he he has a beginning, he has an end, he doesn't know what to do with the middle. And he's like, every great movie has a great middle, and I want to make sure that this movie is great, and I want to make sure it has a great middle. That's, that's that's the hold up is the middle which is fair as a writer sometimes they're like what the fuck am I going to do in the middle of this I yeah that's to, because like it's pretty easy to figure out how you, you want to start be... it and how you want to end it so that it's either a cliffhanger or it or it ends it but in the middle you need to have you don't want to attention be grabbers yeah. and stuff that makes you go oh my gosh but it also has to tie with the beginning and it also has to tie with the end so it's not just all of a sudden beginning bunch of clusterfuck <laughs> end alright last thing and this will lead into what you've been nerding out on um, two very um, big what people would call prestige shows ended this last Sunday and that was, or by the time this comes out, which is coming out Tuesday, is Barry and Succession has ended. Have you watched any of them? I know you got rid of Max, so. Uh-uh. Two great shows. Uh, Succession has been wildly popular. I finished both of them. I, the reason why it leads into it is because I want to talk about what we've been nerding out on. And I've been nerding out on Succession. Yeah. Because I've been hearing such great things about it. So I binged it all. And I got to season four by the time the flick finale ended, and then I watched it uh, two days ago. I yeah. finished it on Thursday, and holy shit, that's a good show. Yeah, it's good. It's a. Uh, you know anything about it? Uh-uh. You know anything about Barry? All right, I'm gonna give my fresh takes, <laughs> and what you're nerding on, we're putting it together. So fresh takes, get your fresh takes here. Fresh takes, and I haven't said that in so long. 
I know. All right, fresh take. Succession. Watched it. It's great. I give it. It's like a four point. It's a four plus or a five minus of a show. Yeah. Actually, it's a five minus. It might be a five. Five minus bare minimum. I'm actually changing it again. Because I also watched just recently watched the first season of Breaking Bad. Succession mm-hmm. is better than the first season of Breaking Bad. Which isn't a surprise because first season of Breaking Bad is like a four. Yeah. It's not like it doesn't get good until season. It doesn't get amazing until season three, in my opinion. Like end of season two, it starts wrapping up. Season three, it's like amazing. Succession is one of those shows where it's about this family. It's based off the Murdoch family, the people who own Fox and all these other businesses. It's not. It's also based on like other fa- rich families. But basically, this guy Logan Roy, he owns this huge corporate conglomerate that's worth billions. He's worth billions, like maybe like ten to hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah, owns all these things. He is very. Just he's in the show described as this unstoppable force. He always wins. But he is ethically and morally just a horrible shit person. He's a racist. He basically, if he if you're in the way of what he wants, he'll throw you overboard. He like doesn't care if you you can be his kids. He'll <laughs> screw you over, and that's basically what the whole show is about. His kids all wanting to succeed him and take over the business. That is the whole point of the show. So the whole first season, um, they kind of set up all these different things. Yeah. They set up what I call bombs. And a lot of these bombs don't go off season one. A lot of these bombs go off in season two. And then the major nuke goes off in season four. And this is just when they go off, it's fucking fabulous. Um, So the first thing they set up, the tables they set up is his health. He's a really old person and he has a stroke. And so there's four siblings. The first sibling, his name's Connor, doesn't like, he's not into the family business, doesn't care. He's all about his artist, artist, like artistic value. He uh, he paid a, an actress to be his girlfriend, <laughs> and like she's becomes his wife. Basically, like creates a golden cage for her, and basically just pays for her to be his wife. Essentially, <laughs> um, it's really corrupt to begin with, but then like you, you actually see a relationship, but it's kind of corrupt. So, uh, anyway, the other three siblings are more into the family business. Um, the second one is Kendall. He's the one that's in line to take over. The th- third sibling, her name is Shiv or Shivon. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of out of the family business, but kind of gets back in later in the show. But she's a political advisor for uh, upcoming presidential candidate. And then you have the youngest child, who his name is Rome, mm-hmm. and he's in the business. He's kind of like he's very brash yeah. individual. He. Think of like a high school kid who goes around just saying the most disgusting things and most brash things to you and like will insult you in like the most like disturbing way possible. And you just hate to be around this person, but like his insults are actually fucking clever. (laughs) Like that's, that's Rome for you. Like that's who he is. Like the first season, I'm like, this is like the worst. Like I fucking hate this person. And then I actually really like it. So the whole show like it sets up this guy has a stroke um kendall's like next to take in line he's that's his whole purpose is to succeed his dad and he goes and he tries to take over the company but his dad and the, one of the quotes that uh, the writer jesse armstrong based off the show was i think it was 
it's either Rupert or Robert Burdock, the person who owns Fox. Yeah. Um, he made a comment like, "Who's going to succeed you when he die?" And he made a comment. He's like, "I don't plan on dying." That was his comment. <laughs> and so the whole show is based off the idea that like Logan Roy does not want, like he does not want to give up his business, not even to his kids. He does not want to give up his business. And so like he's sick, and it doesn't matter. That he's sick. He like he comes back and essentially pushes his kids aside. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to get more into it. But the whole show is about who's going to succeed him, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have all these kids. Um, then you have two other people. Um, you have Tom, who is Siobhan's boyfriend, mm-hmm. who essentially is just dating her to get into the family and climb the corporate ladder. He's actually a Minnesota boy from St. Paul. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Yeah. I think he's de- described as a corn-fed hockey town basic person like he in the show that's how he's described and when i heard that i was like yes corn fed hockey town yeah that's me and you right now minnesota boys we're corn fed so corn's bad for me with when you have crones can't digest it corn fed up until the age of 28 Woo. um so yeah you have tom and then you have uh this character called greg who is the um he is his grandpa is the brother of logan so he's a cousin of the roy siblings mm-hmm. and so he uses his family connections to get into the family and the entire time he's just like it's really weird because greg looks as like this innocent bunny like he looks like a generally nice guy but his actions are like the worst he's just constantly like using any information that he can just to go up but like you like him because he just comes off as like a decent person mm-hmm. and he sounds like he has morals he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> but like you end up really liking him and you cheer for him but you're like man he does some horrible shit and he doesn't like he doesn't care you and he like at the end of the show he describes himself like everyone th- is like i look like i care but i don't actually care <laughs> and apparently like people like it but like he comes off as very meek so it's just it's it's interesting so you have like those i'm trying to count like seven characters right and they're all at, during the show they all kind of like backstab each other <laughs> to get on top and get leverage and in this show as this is happening so the first season's all about like one of the siblings is trying to succeed and at one point overthrow their father their mm-hmm. father is a ruthless fucking like he's fucking ruthless and his signature phrase is "fuck off." It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. The actor just described it as like in the show, he's scary, he's terrifying. Because in the show, like he's the most terrifying. Like as soon as he's in the room, he's terrifying. He's abusive. Like there's scenes where he just abuses other people. And the one, and so like during the seasons, like all these events happen. So in season two, bombs set off or detonated in season one or started in season one, go off in season two. And, like, it just becomes this huge event where, like, one of the bombs, like, gets the DOJ involved. So they all have to interview for the DOJ. <laughs> um, what else? It's another... Oh. Um, and they all have to deal with something else that's... I can't describe it without, like, spoiling it. Uh-huh. But they have to deal with another event. And then that sets up another bomb that Season 3 deals with. And then Season 4 is all about the nuke that was set up in Season 1. 
that goes off in season four. And it <laughs> brings these characters in the show and puts them in position of power of spe- of sorts. And, like, they're all trying to grab that power. Yeah. And, like, in the show, they're all, like... Here's the thing, too. If you want to watch the show, Moser, or if anyone listening wants to watch the show, here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to put too much faith in a character. <laughs> because these... Um, this is a comedy. It's a drama. But it's also very Shakespearean in the fact that this is not just a comedy. This is a tragedy. <laughs> and every single one of ca- these characters in the show, outside of Logan Roy, the dad, mm-hmm. they all have fatal flaws, and they will all disappoint you at some point of the show. Because I was cheering very hard for one character, and at the end of season one, I was so fucking disgusted that I took it took me a couple weeks to get back into it because I was so disgusted with the show. <laughs> because these are the worst people in like the history of people, and they do like awful things to each other, and not like awful where it's like torture porn in a sense. It's just awful where like you're just kind of disgusted by their actions. So if you get too invested with one character, you will be disgusted. Because they will disappoint you. Because that's like the point of succession. Uh huh. <laughs> is how I these mean, trust fun babies aren't actually real people, and they haven't never learned like how to actually be full fledged people. And that's the whole point of the show. After watching season one, and after I learned my lesson, it's fucking delicious to watch. <laughs> it is just great. Also, I I, I want to like be rich at one point because like the entire show. Like they'll just like, all right, we're going to um, Croatia and we're gonna go on a super yacht, uh, and now we're gonna go to the mountains in Norway, <laughs> and like they're always just going to like amazing places. I'm like, man, I just like one day for like one weekend. Can I just drive in a pot, like ride in a helicopter to a private jet to go to England and just spend like a weekend there and then private jet back? <laughs> like, can I do that? No, I'm poor. I'm too poor. <laughs> all right. So, I was learning on Succession. Another fresh take, Barry. I'm not going to be as long on this one. Yeah. Fresh takes. Get your fresh takes here. Before I watched Succession, I freaking loved Barry. I was so excited for Barry. Bill Hader's in it. Okay. And Henry Winkler um, plays, is in it as well. If you know who Henry Winkler is. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's Fonz. Hey, mm-hmm. does it once in the show. <laughs> that's what he's famous for. Yeah, Henry Winkler's in it. Barry's great. Um, it, this is a four, four plus show, for me. I think the last season is a little um, is like a four minus four. Yeah, and it's four seasons. It's an easy watch. So each season's eight episodes long, thirty minutes. Hmm. It is a quick watch, but it's a great watch. So what Barry is is, you have Bill Hader's character Barry Barry Berkman. He is an ex disgraced. Marine, who is sorry, I have like the hiccups. Uh, who is now a hitman, and he hmm. has a handler who is played by Stephen Root, who is in Office Space. Um, the guy who uh, the stapler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't take my stapler. I'm gonna burn this whole place to the ground. That guy. <laughs> he is a handler. Uh, you can't even like tell it's like that guy's such a great actor. Like they're so different. But uh, <laughs> Stephen Root is his handler. He plays this character called Fuchs, and he very much takes advantage of Barry. He like he makes more money than Barry. He doesn't do shit, but he's the one who sets up everything. 
the show starts off as they go to LA. They're working with the Chechens. Um, and they, Barry is hired to kill an actor in an acting class. Huh. And so he goes to this acting class. And the thing about Barry is he's an idiot. <laughs> and when I say, like, it's not like he's like just a flat out stupid person. Because he's not stupid. He definitely has his gifts, which is killing people. He's great. Like, basically, if you have Barry and 10 gunmen, Barry wins. Like, he's yeah. just that skilled at killing people. But he makes, like, the dumbest decisions. Like, he's just... He doesn't, like, stick to the plan. He's just dumb. <laughs> like, he just <laughs> makes dumb decisions. And that's that's just a theme throughout the show. He makes dumb decisions. Things spiral from those dumb decisions. And it's, it's just a fun, beautiful mess. So the first dumb decision <laughs> is he gets too close to his target. He goes into the acting class. And he ends up playing a scene with his target. And this is all in the first episode. <laughs> and he's flat out just a brick. Like, he, he has no emotion. He has nothing. He basically, like, think of, like, the worst he could possibly do while actually still doing the job. So he plays a scene with the guy he's supposed to kill in front of the whole acting class. And he's just, like, this monotone. Like, he just reads off the page. Mm-hmm. And, but, like... Other people like said he was doing good and he had a, he did a great job, and so he gets really into this idea of playing an actor. <laughs> so the whole first like season or two is him trying to shed his hitman ways and just be an actor. So he gets involved with uh, Sally, who's one of the main characters. She is an actress who is very very fucking talented. Very much has the talent to be like an A list. Hollywood star, but can't get out of her own way. <laughs> you have Henry Winkler who plays Gene Cousineau, who is um, another who's basically like the older version of Sally, who is an amazing actor but can't get out of his own way. Basically, his ego made made him an asshole actor to work with, and he got blacklisted. Now he's a teacher, <laughs> so he uh, plays this. He yeah, he's in the show. And then there is one other character. He's a part of the Chechkin Mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Noho Hank. And he <laughs> is like... Have you ever watched Gotham? Yep. Victor Zaz. So okay. the bald person, he plays... Uh, Anthony Kerrigan. He plays Noho Hank. And he plays him beautifully. He's this like... He's not Victor Zaz where he's like this tough guy. He's mm-hmm. like this very flamboyant. He wants to do he wants to be this tough mafia person in style. <laughs> he wants to do everything in style. He's very flamboyant about it. And no one takes him seriously because he like he jokes throughout the entire time. Like he basically uses jokes to like defer like when he's up um like at one point he almost died. He's like Oh God! I almost you almost killed me. That is scary. That that was a scary situation. <laughs> like, he's freaking like he's the best character. Like he is. He is, like if you watch the show or anyone who's listening would watch the show of Barry, he's going to be the most interesting. He's going to be your favorite character. Like I'm just telling. Uh, you. I was like, like I you wouldn't... don't like you, like I you can go into it and not like be like oh I'm going to hate him though. You're, he's gonna be your favorite character. Like, just spoiler <laughs> alert, that's your favorite character, guys. I'm not even making the decision. Anthony Kerrigan are already dead because <laughs> he's not good. So you have all these characters, 
And the whole show, like the first two seasons is him trying to be an actor. And then season three and four becomes a little bit more somber, a little bit more dark because it takes a story in just a, such a natural place. And the great thing about Barry is that it's one of those shows where it's just very genuine. Succession is also very much genuine to itself. Both these shows are just, they're genuine. Like the characters' actions are believable. Like they don't do anything that are like, they want to do that. Like it's just like, it's very genuine. And every action that they take has consequences. And what I mean by that is like, if a character like kills a certain person, like those consequences, like for example, like how many times in a TV show somebody kills somebody and then like nothing really happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. You know, like if you kill someone in real life, like that person has a family, that Uh person has like other people that like, if you murdered them and they find out that you murdered them, like what's the chances that they're going to come back and get back to you. And so like this show really dives into that. And so it finally ended the finale was, like I said, the last season, it, there's like a time jump in between. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but there's like a time jump. And it kind of like takes it. Everything. Like, I feel like that last season should have been like, instead of 30 minutes, it should have been an hour episode each time because I feel like everything happened so fast. It works. Right. Everything works. It's still great. But it's like one of those, uh, this could have been, this could have a little bit more time to wrap everything up because you know, like so much happens in between that time drop with characters. You're like, oh, I wish I had a little more time because we get just glimpses in four episodes because it's in the middle. So you only mm-hmm. get four minutes or four episodes. You get two hours essentially with this time jump with these five main characters, and everything gets wrapped up at the end. And you're like, oh man, it's like it's, it works. Everything works, but I'm like, I wish there's a little bit more time. But it's a great show. Um, I recommend it. Should have got rid of Max, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch The Last of Us, Succession, and Barry. Also, just watched uh, Watch Mojo list. It was like the top ten TV shows yeah. of 2023. Those three shows were one, two, and three. <laughs> it was Succession one, Last of Us two, Barry three. And I think oh. I agree with that. Was, yeah. So that's that's uh, that was what nerdy on on. We talked about Spy Tense Family, um, Breaking Bad. NBA playoffs, which have you watched any of it? Pay attention to any of it? I know that the Heat are playing the Nuggets that friggin' LeBron James tanked it. I'm so happy he's out. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a LeBron James hater because I actually respect him, at least on a personal level. The one thing I just hate about the Lakers and LeBron James is that, like, the media. It doesn't matter how shitty this team is. It doesn't matter how, it, like, if LeBron James is hurt, Anthony Davis is hurt. They always talk about these players. They're uh-huh. still talking about LeBron James today, and they're he's out of the playoffs. It's been two weeks. Uh huh. And so that's the one thing I just I always hated about LeBron James. Not like the player itself is just it's, he's it thrown into your face because constantly. they rule over him. It's just and like, it's like I don't like. Can we just? not talk about LeBron James? Can we just not talk about the GOAT debate? Can we just not talk about the Lakers? Like, can we talk about the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat? And uh, Mike Malone, the coach, I believe that's his name, Mike Malone, the coach Mm -hmm. of the Denver Nuggets was like, why are we still talking about the Lakers? Like, can you guys just talk about us, the people who are in the finals? That's why I really 
I was happy. I, with- I, I hope Nuggets still might win, but I really want Jimmy Butler to carry the heat over them just because he will get MVP and he'll be the first one to actually carry an entire team through the playoffs because you can't tell me without Butler I I playing the way... I wouldn't say carry because like those undrafted players, Caleb Martin, um, Max Strauss, mm-hmm. I think um, even Duncan Robinson, you know he's like a little spotty. Like they Bam Abayo, like Abayo, they all like stepped up. They like they've all played great. I I've watched the entire second second round because that's all I did in the hospital. <laughs> I'm just like I finally have cable. Um, I'm gonna I'm like I have nothing else to do at this point. I'm just gonna watch basketball. I don't understand. <laughs> like usually I just like watch like a game or two here and there throughout the week right. and then pay attention to the highlights and like stats. But yeah, uh, so that's one of the things I was nerding out on. Yeah, LeBron James. So, I I hate the media aspect of it. I hope he retires. Yeah, I I don't. I was gonna say I don't think he will. I think he's playing two more years just to play one season with. uh, Yeah, uh, he's not. He's not dropping out. Okay, here's actually the thing I do hate about LeBron James. I hate how he leans into everything. He leans into the media. Uh huh. Like, here's the thing about like the media crowned him, but he put on the crown. Uh-huh. And I think that's the thing that I don't like about it is because he plays into the game. He plays the narratives. Like, he gets swept by the Nuggets. He doesn't want the story to be about him getting swept. He wants the story to be like, oh, he actually was hurt. Oh, he's going to retire. And that's what the story became. Uh-huh. Was all these things. Instead of the Nuggets were just a better team. And, like, the story should have been about the Nuggets, how they were a great team. How Nikola Jokic is one of the best players in the world. Yada yada yada, mm-hmm. or about how the Heat and the Celtics are going back and forth. Like the story was mostly about the Montrams, right? So that's the thing I hate about it. But yeah, the Heat Celtics went to Game funny. Seven, yet they were still talking about <laughs> how LeBron James is LeBron James, and it's like, dude, you have a Game Seven of a eight seed team, and weren't Boston the number one, or were they and, number two? And here's another thing I hated about uh, Boston was number two. Here's another thing I hated about it too was um, this like LeBron James like I watched all of those Lakers games against the uh, Warriors, he barely was active. Like I don't even know how he got his numbers. Like I I'm sure he got his numbers, and, right? Like those numbers are accurate. But like I'm watching the game, like he didn't do shit most of the game. He mostly just like stood around the arc and he like they'd pass it to him if he was open he'd take it and every once in a while he'll like decide to drive to the hoop and then he barely played defense unless like at random moments he'll be like oh i'll play defense now like he didn't do much and so when i hear like oh lebron james is gonna will his team i'm like are you watching the game He's not doing anything. <laughs> he's not the LeBron James of five years ago where he's literally doing everything. Okay. And, like, he's the one who's hogging the ball, which is why LeBron James isn't the GOAT in my mind because he has a ceiling of how great his teams can be because here's the thing. Like, it's a team game, and he, even though he played the team game quotation marks, he made people better, but, like, he didn't actually make people better. He took the ball away from them. Right. And I... I, at one point, I actually wanted to do a sports section where we talk more deep into it because I, I feel like I have a LeBron James stance. It's like I respect him to a point, 
but I don't think like I think there's teams like if I was building a team I don't put LeBron James on my team because I think the system that he always plays in revolves around him and I think that has a ceiling that other teams can beat like right. the Warriors the Warriors were better than him because the Warriors have a team system it's right. not it wasn't based on Steph Curry it wasn't based on Kevin Durant it was like when you watch those games it became Kevin Durant like the fourth quarter became iso ball with Kevin Durant mm-hmm. but like that no. wasn't like their go-to no. it just became that well yeah because like if Kevin Durant is hot you're gonna get him that's, the ball that's the best option like you're not stop- you're not stopping Kevin Durant and iso when he's making shots right he is arguably the hardest player to stop when it's ISO, which I wish people would understand that. Like, Kevin Durant is one of the best, like, two-way players talent-wise because he's so tall. He can shoot from anywhere, and he can drive. Mm-hmm. When he was in his prime. Now he's not as, like, he's lost, like, a step. Right. But, like, that team wasn't based off, like, ISO ball. It wasn't based off one player getting the ball and then them passing it and then the other people shoot it's right based off no there's a whole system that gets people open right and lebron james never learned that until later in his career where now like now he plays team ball mm-hmm. but now he doesn't do shit <laughs> yeah now he doesn't and the the best thing is is a lot of people do call him the goat and i'm like i don't see it because even scotty piffin said it the best if you're the goat you never have to say that you're the best player. Yeah. It's our it's, it's your part. it's literally everyone else that's saying you're the best player. Has as... Michael Jordan ever said he's the greatest ever? Nope. I mean probably when he was playing because that's everyone's I you know. But like afterwards you don't hear anything about Right. But now LeBron James is like, I think I've done enough to say I'm the best player. And he said that back in like two thousand eleven, like, dude, you've won one championship. Right. Or you maybe won two at that point. Like, dude, you haven't like you're leaning too hard into the press right but anyway we're i can have a whole episode on LeBron James <laughs> and my thoughts on him again i like him as a person and i think i'm just gonna end on this point lebron james is a player that can take a high school roster and take him to the nba finals peak lebron james can mm-hmm. take a t- roster of no like no talent whatsoever and get him far like, that's how great LeBron James is. He can carry a team by himself. Right. But he's he, he has to have the ball in his hands. Or back in prime LeBron, he had to have the ball in his hands. And that style of play has a ceiling. And that's why like I don't think he's the greatest of all time because I don't think he has the know-how to play on a team like the Warriors. I think he can do it now. Oh, definitely. Because I think he knows he's he, like he's a tier two, tier three player right now in the mm-hmm. NBA. You know, some people still because I was like, I'm pretty sure he called it out, and that's why uh, they went and got D'Angelo Wilson, Russell, Russell. Now is but he has to. Let he was uh huh. He, he was literally trying to get him to be no dude. You're oh, Russell the Westbrook too. Yeah. Yeah, like he realized he had to take a step back. Like now he could be on the Warriors, but prime him couldn't be on the Warriors because, like, he did this with the Heat. Like he, and like the Heat, like they were talented enough for him to, 
you know, win two championships. Mm-hmm. But he did this with the Heat where, like, he essentially he took over. He didn't play in a system. He became the system. Mm-hmm. And what happened was is Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, both all-stars, both all-time players, they diminished their roles. Uh-huh. Dwayne Wade became a lesser version of himself. Chris Bosh, he had to basically become this player where he had to, like, uh, he couldn't just dominate the middle like he used to. He had to do jump shots. He had to take threes. Mm-hmm. Because if he was in the middle, LeBron James didn't have the space to drive. Or Dwayne Wade didn't have the space to drive. And he essentially diminished Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. They won two titles. Because LeBron James, again, can take a high school team and make it. But then as soon as he played a real team, like, who did he lose to? The Heat. Who did they lose to? Who were the two teams he lost to? Do you remember? No. He lost to the um, the Mavericks. Yep. Who, best player was Dirk Nowinski, but an older Dirk Nowinski. Their second best uh-huh. player was Jason Terry. Uh-huh. Um, and then they lost to the Spurs. Which, again, an old, old, old Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, and uh, before his prime and before he really came into his own, Kawhi Leonard. Uh Uh-huh. He lost to teams. Who did he lose to in the Cavs? He lost to the Warriors, who were a team. Who did he lose in the 2007 playoffs? The Spurs. He lost to a team. Because he plays in a one-man type of system where, like, like, really, the best roster you can make for LeBron is LeBron James, one rim protector, and three shooters who can also play defense. Mm-hmm. As the best team you can, like, and a ball handler. A guy who can take up the ball when LeBron's tired and doesn't care to share. Like, that's the best LeBron team you can make. And we're going way off point. <laughs> but I have a lot to say about LeBron James. Uh, yeah, apparently. So, yeah, um, getting back to what we're nerding out, we're not even going to get into our topics. Nope. <laughs> I told you. Uh-huh. All right. Two other things. I got into Skyrim again. Nice. It's just a fun game. It's like a comfort game. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, Michael gave me a GPU for my birthday. It's nice. One. So I've been playing on my computer. Or I was playing it before um, all the health stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And then I found out my laptop is good enough to play Skyrim. Nice. So uh, like when I was in the hospital, before I got Legend of Zelda, I was playing Skyrim. Nice. And so it was great. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I was playing Tears of the Kingdom when I got that. That game's fucking awesome. You saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, it's literally Breath of the Wild, but, like, just not better, but more. There, There's more to do or? A lot more to do. A lot more to do. And the world, like, changed. So it's the same map, but this thing called the upheaval happened mm-hmm. where, like, all these, like, land went into the sky. And it just changed the map enough where it feels fresh. Yeah. It feels fresh, but familiar. You're like, I kind of know where to go, but like all this new shit's here. And then they added a whole sky element. So like there's like different islands in the sky that you can get to. And then they added, uh, I forget what they called. It's like a cave element underneath. So you can, you jump into these holes and there's a whole like cave system you can go into. On top of the fact of the regular map. Hmm. And then there's just so many different side quests on top of the main quest. Yeah. It's just, it's it's crazy. It's a great game. If you haven't played it, it's worth the $70. Um, it's, I know you don't have a Switch. Nope. Breath of the Wild, great game. 
Actually, no. Breath of the Wild is one of the greatest games of all time. This game is better. Hmm. It's a mess. Like, Breath of, Breath of the Wild is very much like a discovery your own adventure game. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games where you, they don't really, they give you like your quest, but you have no order of how to do things. You yeah. just discover the world. And Tears of the Kingdom is very much like that. And the cool thing about Tears of the Kingdom is, you saw this, is sometimes like some of the puzzles, you have to build stuff. Uh-huh. And like, you, there's like, I don't know if you saw any YouTube videos of it, but there's like so many crazy fucking like things you can build. You can build a drone with like rockets and a laser beam. Huh. And it'll literally just kill enemies for you. Well, I mean, it's better I than you putting a rock on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I, <laughs> that's what it did. Rock sword, sword. rock, rock shield. Uh, I don't. I don't rock do, stick, rock stick. I put a rock on a soup ladle. <laughs> rock soup ladle. <laughs> uh, I don't do. That. I have. I don't put rocks on everything, but it, is, it comes in handy. There's a rock <laughs> pot, and I need. Right now, I put monster parts because like that makes this world a little bit longer. Yeah, right, hour and a half. We're, uh, what have you been nerding out on? Actually, hold on. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break and we'll get into it. Okay. Alright, we're back. So, let's get into... Moser, what have you been nerding out this last month? Uh, or two months because it's been two yeah, months. Yeah, it been has on. been. Uh, well, right now I'm rewatching My Hero Academia. Forgot how much that Midoriya cries in the first few seasons that he's always crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Later on, you forget that he is cried. He the, all... Is he the main character? He or... is the main character. Oh, okay. And he cries the entire time. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah. What are you watching? Yeah, it's okay. it's a freaking great show, and like when you first start watching it, you kind of are just understanding why he cries. But then as the show goes on, all of a sudden he just like magically doesn't cry all the time as does much he, as he does. Does he physically cry, or is it like more of a whine, or he always complains about things? Oh, it's a physical cry. Oh, okay, it's a physical cry. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, like a like, like it's mainly like more of a happy cry and stuff like that, okay. but constant crying. Okay, like he's he's and it's normally like at the end of when he does stuff that yeah. he's crying because he did it, but it's just like <laughs> I forgot how much you cried. <laughs> gotcha. All but, right. Uh, what else? Uh, Call of Duty and we finally convinced dad to come and play with us and now he's like this is actually fun nice. and it's like yeah you got like the one kill in the first game you played with us you yeah. went up to two the next game and then you, you you went back down to one but then you got up to three and then when we end the night you had four kills I am like surprised how like popular that game is still like I hear basketball players like you're playing Call of Duty and I'm like wait Call of Duty's still a thing? Like, I know it was a thing for the last, like, decade, but I, I always thought it's one of the things that kind of, like, dived down a little bit mm-hmm. with um, Overwatch and some of these other, like, games kind of being more of the... 
I was going to say Overwatch is fun, but like those are the two games we switch between is Call of Duty and and Overwatch because Overwatch will get to a point of being frustrating because the way the Mm -hmm. game is set up now Mm. is so that the game is quicker. They don't always put you to like there's ranking of it. They don't always put it to your ranking. Mm. They throw a team together to match the rank. Ah. So, like, even if you're, like, a bronze one, which is, like, the top level of bronze, you could get put into, like, a silver three. Okay. Because they pulled you in, and then there's higher silver players or even a gold, and then it just makes the team that rank gotcha. so if, so it like takes all the players and kind of like i'm guessing there's a formula to it and then they try to match a certain number and each player has like a certain number to it right and so it becomes this like really unbalanced game where right you Be- essentially have two golds basically carrying everybody uh-huh but it, it, in this it's a very team game yeah so say like your gold is a healer but the other team's gold is the tank mm. you're just gonna get mauled over so because there's, a lot, of, there's it, a lot of mismatches yep that yeah. literally some games it's literally you you mow through this team like it's like literally they so the whole I, team shows I, up and they're all dead i think of it like basketball where like your goal player is like steph curry mm-hmm and like the Lakers are like the gold player is Anthony Davis, but like the person that would stop Anthony Davis is a bronze three or something. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, that makes yep. sense. Yep, and that's why it gets frustrating because it's either your so unless you have teammates that are ranked the same way and you're playing with them, mm-hmm. it it's either gonna be you mow through them or you get mowed over and you're just frustrated the whole time that so it's, it's just a very mismatch and sometimes like every once in a while you'll get a good match but usually it's very mismatched yep it's normally very mismatched but the, right. there are there's times where it's literally uh there there's a time limit but as long as you stay on the payload or mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be and stay alive it'll take it to overtime and until they can get you off of it it continues to go hmm, okay so that, that, that would be frustrating but those are the fun ones when you get down to it like if it's towards the end mm-hmm. and you've literally taken this whole time like wasted all the time that you have and right at the end is where the other team is trying to battle you off of the payload yeah and it took you this whole time that's a fun game. It's really annoying when the team has like five minutes left at the end of the match yeah. because they just mowed through you and then you can't even push it past even out of the first point because it's so overmatched. Hmm. I have no idea what it means. I never played Overwatch. I gotta play. I gotta play. It's, I gotta get back. Not get back into it, but like I wouldn't mind experiencing it. I was gonna it. say Overwatch 2 is free. I do have a computer I can play it now. Uh-huh. All right. Should we get into some of these topics? Yeah. Okay. So these are the topics that we're going to get into, but we're going to make it quick because, um, yeah, we spent too much. We spent like a whole hour just talking about my medical stuff, <laughs> which it, I, I, hope it, I hope it's at least entertaining. <laughs> 
All right, so some of the topics we were talking about was there was uh, four movies. One of them just came out this weekend that came out. Four big nerdy movies that I think mm-hmm. we're really talking about. And one movie that's coming out in two weeks that is a DC film that I think is – I uh, apparently is going to be amazing. And then we're going to talk about some Marvel news and then the big uh, strike that is going to affect my whole business, essentially. Uh-huh. So I don't I didn't watch any of these movies and I don't think you watch any of these movies. So Uh-oh. Guardians of the Galaxy is the first one. And apparently they knocked it out of the park. That's, apparently Gal- that's what I'm hearing. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three knocked it out of the park. Here's the thing, I did it we did a preview for it on the my right. birthday. Mm-hmm. I we had me, uh, Sapphire, and I think we were bring Scott at the time, but now we decided not to bring him because there's a lot of animal abuse to it and basically there's not yeah, the whole story's about animal Right, and we didn't want to take him to that. Plus, he's one of those like he's. We talked before this Mm -hmm. because I wanted to take him to the cross the Spider Verse, and their biggest concern was like we watched the Spider Verse movie, which I was going to do another like fresh take. It's great. Into the Spider Verse is freaking amazing, and still five, still freaking amazing. Um, we watched that movie, and he watched it for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. He was sucked into it the first hour, and then got bored and started playing. <laughs> Cross the Spider Verse is two hours and forty minutes. Uh huh. He ain't gonna last. <laughs> nope. If he only made it through an hour of the first one, he hit. I mean, he's less distracted in the movie theater. Like you got to sit down. Right. But, like when I took him to Mario, he had ninety minutes. So, um, Guardians Galaxy knocked it out of the park. I still plan on watching it at some point. Mm hmm. Why they knocked it apart. Um, Fast and the Furious came out as well. Number 10. I heard this movie is horrible. I know, and it was funny. I've heard reviews on it. Like, the only thing positive of it is uh, J- Jason Momoa. Yeah. That that's the he only thing. He plays that... a very Joker esque villain. Uh huh. And I'm like, Jason Momoa isn't like the. I, uh, how do I put it? He was great as Color Drogo. But he wasn't like his personality. Right. I didn't really care for him as Aquaman because I don't. I didn't feel like he was Aquaman. I just felt like he was Jason Momoa. Right. Still fun. Still great. Except for like his whole. Anytime they're like, all right, Jason Momoa improv. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the entire movie. This is awesome. It's like, dude, <laughs> stop reacting like you're new to this. Even like the kid version when he was like as a kid and some mm-hmm. other kids playing him, his whole scene's like this is awesome. It's like man, <laughs> you guys like after watching like the show like Succession where like um, one of the like everyone's favorite quote is uh, "buckle up, bucklehead." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like their insults are just so <laughs> great. <laughs> like at one time they're like, oh yeah. The girl boss is boss. Like, there's just such a creative... Like, I didn't even, like, think of, like, all the insults. Because every... Like, there's, like, 10 to 20, like, creative insults the entire time. But there's just, like, such a creative, like, dialogue. Mm-hmm. I love watching shows that, like, have that, like, unique sense of... Like, um, Star Wars Andor has a, such a unique dialogue. And then watching, like, some of these movies where they just, like, do the very um, basic dialogue. Or just, like, <laughs> this is awesome. It's like, oh. And I thought you guys are talented writers who went to college for this. <laughs> like, can you hire someone that like writes a little bit better, like just a little bit more creative? Yeah. But they make millions; they don't have to. 
And that's 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 fair. Anyway, Fast <laughs> X. Uh, we were discussing. I didn't watch yep. Fast Nine. Um, I don't know. I this this is one of those like franchises that just amaze me because it go from like realism to like this like hyper superhero like fantasy land uh-huh. where Vin Diesel can just stomp on a parking garage and everything just it just collapses um yeah I think it's just interesting that they have like a part one of possibly three movies <laughs> as if Vin Diesel says like, there might be a third one this is the last film but this is a part one of the last film but it might be part one of three it's like dude just end it and our misery <laughs> like end it yeah end it you don't need to have a shit ton of movies <laughs> like quality over quantity um little mermaid finally came out apparently it's okay um republicans conservatives are still mad that the um, ariel or ariel ariel i forget like how you pronounce it i was like i've heard both um is a black girl apparently the fictional Mermaids are have to be a certain color. I, I don't know. I I know that was a huge controversy like um, six mm-hmm. months ago, and I'm just like, who cares? And, right. Like and like I see like little pictures of like these like little black girls dressing up as like the Little Mermaid going to the movie theater. I'm like, this is who this is for. Right. This is for like, I don't know if they purposely casted a black person in this role. I don't know if they just casted the best actress to play this role. I, who cares? Right. Like. Your little girl who may be Caucasian, maybe Asian, maybe like they're gonna enjoy this movie regardless. Mm-hmm. But those little black girls who don't have like those role models, like they're they have a role model, you know? Mm-hmm. Like why take that away? Like it's a fictional mermaid. They don't exist. We don't like if they did exist, we have no idea what color they would be. They might be freaking pink. They might be purple. Like we don't know. Brownish green. They could be literally fish halves with legs or fish heads with legs. We don't know. I d- All right. They could no, be rainbow no, I, I was, you know, thinking that too. You know, we always thought that it was fish tail, human body. What, who who says it's not fish up top and just legs? Exactly. I mean, you could probably make love with that version of the <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that, that's, like, you don't know. So, like, uh, that whole controversy, I don't like the who political about it, but I'm like, it's such... I don't know. It's one of those movies that's, like, it's just a movie. It's a fic- about a fictional character... A fictional, um, I don't want to say beast, but fix, like a fictional species, and we're getting open roars of like, what color is that species? You know, it's like it's it's a mermaid. We don't know, and and it's really funny because, like, the one character I was upset with is they were trying or they used a Jamaican voice for Sebastian. Oh yeah. The crab that's supposed to be an uptight, like goody goody is also in Jamaican. And I'm like, this is just going to sound like he's relaxed to me. Even when he's yelling at, it's like, uh, the Mario movie. Cranky Kong was played by this one character who didn't sound cranky. Yeah. And I'm like, cranky Kong needs to sound cranky. Just give me an old man. (laughs) Yeah. Give me an old man who's just sick of life and wants to die. Like, that's all I need. (laughs) Like, give me my peace. I'm done with this shit. I, like, actually, yeah. Actually, cranky. (laughs) uh, We have two more movies to talk about. Um, Across the Spider Verse is coming out this weekend. I really want to. Ooh, maybe I can see it Sunday night. It sucks when you have kids because you need babysitters. (laughs) Or I. 
And I also have a wife who's also really nerdy like me and wants to watch all movies, these movies with me. And I feel guilty not watching it with her. <laughs> and yeah. so it's like, okay, if we watch it together, I need to, we need a babysitter. And I feel like after this whole month of like being in the hospital and having like people watching our kids, so like my wife could have a break. I feel guilty asking people to watch it just so we can see a movie. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, I want to watch all these movies. I want to get catch up for the podcast. Usually I would, mm-hmm. um, but this is the first week where I felt good enough to do anything. And I have two kids. Mm-hmm. Next week we only have one, and everyone loves watching babies. It's a little bit easier of a task. <laughs> She's a little bit harder to watch now, and she's a little... Well, no, she's still cute in my eyes, but I don't know. She's, like, a little less of a baby, but... I mean, she's still a baby, so we have, like, a lot of people like, oh, I would watch her any day. Okay. Okay, I'll remember that. <laughs> I want to go see movies. But Across <laughs> the Spider-Verse is apparently coming out. Apparently, it's also another part one of two. But this is, like, one of those movies that is, like... I, I think the worst review I've seen is an 8 out of 10 by IGN. But mm-hmm. everyone else has given it like a perfect. I mean, I believe it because the it, first movie was a perfect. Oh yeah, the first one was fantastic. So this one, it, it'd be really hard to see. Apparently, um, actually, finish. I didn't mean to cut. You oh, off. you're fine. But I can't imagine seeing this movie and be like, I hate it. They're literally opening up the Spider Verse to all the Spider Man. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how. I don't understand how they could flop that movie, especially after they just had well, you the... Well, thr- you can flop that movie because, like, they could simply just be lazy with it and be like, all right, we're just going to make this movie a uh, huge Easter egg, and that's it. You know? <laughs> like, fair. They, that's fair. And, like, we're just going to make it visually spectacular, and we're just going to make the story a bunch of Easter eggs, and that's it. Which is essentially the Mario movie. It's just a movie with a base plot, and they just throw in a bunch of Easter eggs... I think the animation looks pretty cool. Like, that's Mario. That's what they did with Mario. Mario, in my eyes, is like a three. It's good. <laughs> once you like, once you watch it two, three, four times and the Easter eggs don't quite hit the same. It's going to just slowly keep going down. I, I am in the minority of this. I think Sonic's better than Mario. Movie-wise or character-wise? Movie-wise. Oh, definitely. Sonic. Well, you got to watch Mario. But, like, Sonic has a story to it. Yeah. Like you, like there's an actual narrative. There's an actual plot. I wish it was more video gamey, you know, and wasn't like in the real world. But like, in Super Mario, mostly takes place in the Mushroom Kingdom, or mostly takes place in its fictional universe. Mm-hmm. It does have a little bit in Brooklyn too, but um, yeah. Anyway, that's way off topic. Spider Verse <laughs> um, looks great. Apparently, there it's a very character-driven story. On top of the fact, there's a lot of plot. Hmm. But it, like the soul of the movie is its characters, and they do really dive into Gwen Stacy's story, where uh, her comic is actually really really good, and they dive into that story, and I'm excited. I never read their comic, like all of her comic. I read only little some bits and pieces, but I watched like I read the overview. Her story is very interesting, and so like hmm. when I heard that like oh this movie tell like goes into her story and tells this story, it's like oh I'm in, I'm in. So I'm excited to watch this movie. I I think Sapphire kept saying, let's watch Guardians first. I'm like, oh, I really want to watch the Spider-Man movie, though. <laughs> and Scott really wanted, like, now that I mentioned we might go to the movies, he's all been asking me about it, but now we're like, oh, we can't. 
can't do three hours of movie with you, man. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I can't stand like 20 minutes in a car with him. <laughs> and he's been difficult this week. He's been pushing all the barriers, all the boundaries. <laughs> we have a real no toys in bed. Found like 20 mm-hmm. toys last night. This morning I looked in his bed. There's 20 more toys. <laughs> like, God freaking damn it. <laughs> anyway, all right. So last movie that's coming out, Flash. And there's a lot of early screenings like a month or two ago. And all the reactions is this is one of the greatest movies of all time. One of the greatest. And I was not expecting this. Uh-oh. We both were talking about what we were expecting. I was expecting, like, the trailer looked great. Right. Like, I was expecting this movie to be a bust. Like, I was like, at best, a three. At best, this movie was a three. Um, after watching the trailer, I was like, all right, maybe a three, three plus. This trailer actually made this movie look good. Mm-hmm. Now my expectation is a four to five. Like, I'm almost expecting a five now to watch this movie. And, like, I... Just because, like, Tom Cruise says this movie's great. And it's not because I don't think this movie's going to be great because it's just Tom Cruise. Stephen King watched it. He said it's great. Stephen King's pretty honest about his... Mm-hmm. And then I've seen a bunch of other people who watch this movie, and they're all saying that this is arguably one of the greatest superheroes of movies of all time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right? Of, like, you'd think it'd be, like, a more almost popular, like, for power-wise to have a good movie, but for The Flash to have the greatest movie of all time for superheroes... Just kind I of don't like, know if I truly believe it yet. right? I'm like, uh, I mean, like I honestly for- thought, like, if anything was going to get that title, it was going to be like Deadpool three because it's Deadpool with Wolverine in it, able to swear and be the Wolverine I of the comics. Don't know. I wouldn't say Deadpool three. I would say like, I'm trying to think of like what movie would be amazing. Like across the Spider Verse is one of those. Like, oh, definitely. That I think is going to be up there anyway. I think Into the Spider Verse is arguably the great one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. But a lot of people just because its animation. But like, its animation is so superior. So like, its animation is a five plus. I don't give five pluses. It doesn't exist on a scale. But that's what the animation is. Like it's just. It's unreal animation. That's just the first movie. The second movie apparently ups it. <laughs> I and believe like, it. So when people knock it, like, oh, it's animation. I'm like, do you? Like, animation is like a positive for this movie. Like, right. this movie wouldn't be good if it was live action because they wouldn't be able to pull off the visual realizations right. they could with animation. And I think that when it comes to animation, like story wise, there's certain things that just shouldn't not be animated. Um, Avatar: The Last and Airbender. I don't. As much as I would love to see a really good live-action remake of that series or, like, a movie of it. I really don't want them to try to attempt it again. They're doing it with Netflix, and I'm like, just cancel it. Well, like, the creators are no longer involved, and that's what happened with uh, M. Night Shyamalan's live-action mm-hmm. movie, which is awful. It's, oh, that's definitely. A that's a one. That's <laughs> one of the few movies that's a one on my scale. I can't finish that movie because I get I just get pissed off <laughs> because so much Ong. of it is wrong. Ong. Ong. uh-huh. Ong. It's like no, and it, it, we're, it, we're 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 uh, it's based off Asian culture. We we're gonna say it the way the Asians say it. It's like or like how um, 
the people. I forget exactly like M Night Shyamalan's like reasoning, which I, I'm, if this was based off nonfiction, right? If this was based off real life. Fine, but, but no, no, you calling him Ong instead of Ang is just a fucking like f you to the fans. Uh huh. Like at this point, don't even make the movie if you're like agree with the vision. Like, go with the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie sucked. Anyway, um, I just want your thoughts on some of the news. Um, I kind of want to talk about the final forecasting a little bit. Um, apparently, Adam Driver is going to be Reed Richards. Yep, heard that. What's your thoughts on that? I don't hate it. I wish it was I, John I, Kraminsky. Uh-huh. I wish it was him because he played a really good Reed Richards in the movie. But I'm happy we got to see it as fans. Right. Adam Driver. Oh, I love Adam Driver as an actor. So I'm like, I don't hate it. I don't. It's not like my first pick for I him. I would want him to be Doctor Doom. Oh, that that would be pretty freaking great to have him as like, Doctor Doom. He was a great. Like, okay, you can hate the sequel trilogy as much as you want for Star Wars, but Kyle Ren was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, he was an amazing character that got wasted in the last movie. Mm-hmm. He should have been the evil villain at the end, not fucking Palpatine. Uh-huh. So dumb. So dumb. I hate that movie. Uh, ooh, me and Donald have to do... We're doing that this summer. We're doing the state of review for Star Wars. I don't know when. We were going to plan it for, like, early June, late May. Yeah, I don't know when we're gonna do it. He, uh, we got to finish our Mando stuff. He's coming Tuesday for it. Nice, but yeah, Adam Driver, he's gonna be great in whatever. So I'm like, I'm happy he's Reed Richards because I'm like, okay, he'll he'll nail it. Mm-hmm. Margaret Robbery is Sue Storm. Uh, not that she's bad. She's just played Harley Quinn so much already. To see her and Barbie, and Barbie. That I, I think she's gonna kill it. I I, I agree with you. There's a little bit of Margaret Robbie fatigue, mm-hmm. but I think she's almost perfect for it. When I think about it, when I see her looks, when I th- know her of her acting ability, I think she'll kill it. I think she's amazing. Like I think she'll be great, Sue Storm. I think she might be the best actress they can get for her. I think her talents are just up there. Um, I don't have it on here. I, I forget who they have for Human Torch. Human Torch. Um, like he's a known actor, but I didn't know him. Yeah, I didn't see who and was. Then, I literally saw those two. I and didn't... then they wanted a because in the comics, the Fantastic Four, all the characters are white, and they wanted to switch one of the races of one of the characters. And so for the thing, um, I forget who the actor is. They wanted a Jewish man for him too, because the thing is Jewish in the comics. Ben Grimm is Jewish, mm-hmm. so they got someone who's Jewish, but he's also African American. But apparently, he's a really good actor, though. Okay. So I'm I'm okay with like a little bit unknowns, like right. famous un or I wouldn't say unknowns, but not popularly pop. Not as popular names. Right. I always enjoy characters who are actors and actresses who can grow into roles. And that's what I was hoping for. But I'm like, Adam Driver, Margaret Robbie. And I'm like, I don't know if Adam Driver is perfect for Reed Richards, but I know he will kill it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Margaret, Margaret Robbie's fatigue, I, I completely agree with you. But I'm like, she might be the perfect Sue Storm. 
and ultimately i'm like i can't disagree with that I, i'm like she has the looks i know she has the acting ability she could she's like a great harley quinn mm-hmm. and if you can be a har- great harley quinn i don't know if like i don't know how you're not going to be a great anything else right because like harley quinn needs range uh-huh. And, like, Sue Storm needs a little bit less range. Like, Jessica Alba was Sue Storm. <laughs> she wasn't great at it, but, I mean, like, she, she passed, at least. Right. So, I mean, like, she's going to kill it. I think she can do this, like, the serious role. And then, um, yeah. So, uh, a little bit of other news. Jonathan Majors hasn't been canceled yet. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with that. I thought for the longest time that he was, like, going to be... Um, I thought he was cleared, but I think Marvel's in such a like New York is still going after him. Apparently, the lawyers presented text messages that like said that the girlfriend or the girl involved was like, "Yep, he's totally innocent. You're totally innocent." Like they showed text messages like saying that like, "Hey, I thought I tried to get the police to drop charges, but the police are still bringing presenting charges. He has a court case. I thought he had a court case already." But they're still trying to like figure out whether or not he's guilty or not. Yeah. But Marvel is such a is they basically tied the entire future of the MCU around this actor, and they've never done this before. Uh huh. And like the whole Phase Five, Phase Six is about Kang. <laughs> and apparently the rumor is like that wasn't always the plan but they saw his performance in Loki and Ant-Man and they were so amazed by it that they decided to you know make the next phases that he's the big baddie at the end and everybody and now they might have to cancel him and it's like what is Marvel gonna do because like how are you gonna change that I have an idea you get this character to lose and then you just get Doctor Doom to take his place. If he would have just made Adam Driver Doctor Doom, I'd have been fine with that. But anyway, like it's such mm-hmm. a precarious situation where I'm like, I hope Jonathan Majors is innocent. I hope so. And if he isn't, I don't know if they want to pull. If I, I want them to pull an Ezra Miller, and just right. like go through with it. Uh huh. I also. Maybe the, uh, but, but I'm like, they're kind of at a different standpoint due to the fact it's not like their big movie is like, like his movie has already come out like the next well, here's two. Well, the here's the thing about like, I think the, the Flash situation, I think the reason why they didn't cancel the movie, even with all this huge Ezra Miller scandal, was the fact that the executives were like, this is a fucking good movie. <laughs> it would be a shame to cancel this fucking good movie. Which fair mm-hmm. if it's fair. as good as they're saying then yeah fair. it's definitely fair of like you we put all this time this effort this is a great movie Ezra Miller still needs to be canceled though. like I'm not for cancel culture but I'm like if anyone deserves it it's freaking Ezra Miller like, uh-huh. and like the director of this, that movie is like well if we're gonna make a flash too he needs to be in it it's like no no kill him off and get Wally West in like this is the yeah. flash you it, that's Barry Allen. The Flash that like I grew up with was Wally West. Like that was the main Flash, and then it became Barry Allen in the 2010s. But mm-hmm. I'm like, get Wally West in there because he's arguably a better character and a better Flash. Mm-hmm. He arguably is. All right, uh, yeah, Jonathan Majors. 
such a good actor and like i think talent wise they like marvel made a great choice but person wise it might be a pos it might be a piece of shit mm-hmm. i hope not hopefully not <laughs> because like that just kind of just set that whole thing up the only thing that's the only reason why it's a little bit harder than thanos is because Thanos originally, when he appeared, he worked in the shadows. Yeah, and he had one movie uh, dedicated to him. Right. Whereas Kang is now like the main villain of a TV show. show. He's gonna be the main villain of like the whole phase. Oh, Should have never been the main villain of Ant Man. That was just a dumb decision, in my, mm-hmm. in my opinion. All right, uh, let's move on. We have one more thing. We're at two hours. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, this could be a forty-minute show. Yep, we're at two hours. Mm-hmm. All right, the WGA strike. I don't want to get into this too much. I wanted to dive into it and just talk about it because it affects it affects essentially everybody who does nerdy podcasts mm-hmm. because it might delay a lot of things. Here's my stance on it, and then I want to hear your your thoughts. I want the writers to be paid. It is very unfair that they are not getting paid for streaming. And that's the whole, their whole point was 10 years ago, they had a strike because they weren't getting fairly paid. And then they got, they made a deal that they would get compensated for TV shows that are aired on broadcast, cable, network TV, all that. But nobody thought 10 years ago that streaming would take over the way it did. And now these businesses, instead of giving the same uh, same deal when it comes to streaming they're hoarding all the money with streaming like all these big companies instead of you know like hey this deal is for broadcasting it's not for streaming mm-hmm. so we're taking all these royalties all these monies that we're getting from streaming and we're keeping it instead of giving it to the writers and now writers are dealing with the fact that they're getting paid less than they were 10 years ago and to the point where like they're their whole like they're not financially be able to you know, lift themselves and continue with that career because they're not being adequately paid. Right. So them striking, like I hate the idea of like our TV shows and our entertainment being delayed, but this is a great cause. This is a great reason for them to be delayed. They need to be paid. Right. And I wish companies wouldn't be so greedy at this point and would just like, okay, okay, okay. You know what? We screwed you for three, four five years. You know what? You caught us. You called us out. We'll pay. We'll just honor the original deal and we'll put it to streaming. Right. Simple as that, right? Right. Because it's not. It's not like they're being like, oh yeah, hey. They're not. We're not. We're trying to. You know, take all your money. No, they just want the same deal that for when it is aired on TV for TV shows and all of that to that same deal now connects to streaming because so many shows now are only streamed. They're not on TV. So all that money that went for streaming just got taken out of their pockets, Mm -hmm. which isn't really fair due to the fact they're the writers. They're the ones writing this stuff. Yeah. And so now like there's a couple of shows that's already been like they're off the air. Like every political show, like the daily show um, last week tonight, um, and every other show I'm forgetting about, like they're no longer on air because, like, they don't like their writers are on strike. They they can't do the show without writers. 
Uh-huh. Um, and now we have a bunch of other shows that are being delayed, movies that are being delayed or being shut down, whether because like they can't do any writing on it. Right now, uh, Deadpool 3, Ryan Reynolds can't improvise any lines because he's technically a writer. And so he is just not allowed to improvise. <laughs> he has to do everything said script or everything post-production. And they're filming right now. But also, like, some of these productions are being um, striked, are being essentially shut down because strikers, mm-hmm. they'll make a picket line in front of, like, um, I watched one of the YouTubers, I watched Hassan Piker. He, uh, he joined Adam, Adam Ruins Everything. You ever watch those videos? Uh-uh. He, I think Adam Conway is his name. Yeah, I believe that's right. He joined Adam Conway. Um and they did a picket line in front of Wonder Man, the Wonder Man uh, shoot, which yeah. is a series for Marvel. And they shut down production because they didn't let any production, they didn't allow any trucks into the studio. And there's stuff in there that they couldn't do without those the products of the truck. <laughs> and so they actually were able to shut down uh, that show. And that's what they're doing. They're just picketing and shutting down as much product and killing or taking away as much money from these big companies so that they're able to get the money. And I'm all for it, but I will say like it does affect the podcast because once it's like shows are getting delayed, there's less content, mm-hmm. but that means we just talk about everything that's come out before us, state of reviews, um, video game nostalgia. There's so much that we can go and cover. So, right. But yeah, when it first came out, and after like when I was in the hospital thinking about it, I was like, "God damn, <laughs> like this might this might suck a little bit." I'm all for it. I'm all for the strike. I really hope they put get it resoluted quickly. I hope the studios aren't um, too motivated by greed and just like cut their losses. Not even the losses, like count their gains, because really they, this shouldn't have been a thing in the first part. Right. Count their gains and just like okay, you you caught us. You got us. We'll, we'll give you. We'll give you your fair share now, right? Because you've had five years of that, essentially that pay that didn't go to the right people. Yeah, and so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, that's as much as I want to cover it. What's your thoughts on it before we hit take out? I completely agree with it because if they're like, it's so stupid on how companies can get away with not paying on stuff as simply of just like well you're getting paid for all the tv and movies and everything that you made the deal for now we have this new thing called streaming and you're not getting a single freaking dime from that because it's not worded in your contract that you get that yeah i will be honest um another succession reference (laughs) I feel I don't know how much like none of those characters because they own their own um, they didn't own streaming at that point in time, but they own a news network and stuff in this and that show those characters no morals no ethics they don't give a fuck they would it's all about the bottom line money and I wonder because they're all asshole people and like the um, Logan Roy he's like he's a killer. That's how they describe him. He's a killer. He will essentially bully you and, like, will do whatever to kill you. Not physically kill you or maybe so. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wonder how much of, like, that character is accurate in these, like, CEOs of these giant companies. Because, like, from our standpoint, it's like, dude, just give the money that you owe them. Right. 
Like it doesn't seem like that's that simple, or it seems like it's that simple. But like when I look at the eyes of like those characters in Succession, looking at it, you know, like the good old Logan uh, trademark. Ah, fuck off! They can all fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like I don't yeah. know how good of a Logan Roy impression I do, but like I can see that that's, that's their attitude, and, and they're really much motivated by greed. But that the only way to get them to pay is by basically like well nothing's getting produced now so how are you going to make your money without any more stuff coming out yeah so we'll we'll see but uh anyway we're this is probably this might be my longest episode ever two hours and nearly 12 minutes all right i think we, we can call it good now oh definitely i think we can call it good now all right <laughs> well thank you for coming on i want you more on this uh Actually, no. We're you're doing, you're coming on for Flash. We're watching that movie. Oh, definitely. When Flash we're comes out, Fla- yeah, we're definitely what oh, doing yeah. the Flash. All right. Well, until two weeks from now, three weeks from now, when we do the Flash review, I'll see you then. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, I'm back. We're back. Don't involve me. Is back. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next. Or I'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, that was this. I thought, I thought something was like sparking. I was like, <laughs> this thing's making noise. I'm like, all right, she's mad. Mm-hmm. I I was hearing her the, for the most.